Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dr. Tom Miller. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Principal's Office podcast. In this episode, we are deep in our leadership book study of the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And I've asked my good friend and fellow principal, charter school principal, Ted Duncan from Brevard Academy, who's also Maxwell Leadership Certified, uh, to join me in our conversation about the law of empowerment and the law of the picture. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm so excited tonight. Great call we're going to have. Great learning. As Monica just said, we're going to be listening in, opening our ears, and just soaking it all in. But what's the most important is application, right? That's, it's, that is the key. So that's where I wanted to you know, kick off. And I want to introduce my co-host tonight, Ted Duncan. And I was like, you know, Ted, I was going to ask you, when do you, when do you think we met for the first time? Has it been 10 years? Was it 2013? It has not been 10 years. It, it's been eight years. We met eight. in Montana. Okay. At, during at the, a Big at the Sky Con- Resort. Uh, yeah. Ben, um, gosh, Ben Butler introduced ben us. Butler introduced us. All right. Yeah. So you were there for the for the conference where we got to see Ron Clark. I mean, you know, yes. talk about the law of the picture, right? That's, exactly. That's, I mean, Big Sky, if you haven't uh, traveled out the way, is amazing. I know the mountains in California are pretty nice, too, I carry, but I don't know if you've been to Montana, but it is, it is gorgeous. So uh, Carrie's from California, Ted. She's, she she leads a great great private school out that way. Awesome. But, yeah. So Ted uh, Ted Duncan, charter school at principal, uh, former educator. Uh, you know, in the classroom, still an educator of adults and kids. And we were just talking about uh, morning pickup. How much we both love morning pickup, but how it was twenty five degrees where Ted was <laughs> and thirty eight degrees where I was. So it's it's not fair. I mean, Florida's not built for thirty eight degree weather. <laughs> I don't have any clothes to wear. I couldn't even find anything. I had to wear like a toque with a, uh, with a ball on the top. Like I was just like, well, yeah, you know, maybe the kids will enjoy some of my like attempted humor. They're all getting out of their car with shorts and t-shirts. Oh, on. Yes. I'm not sure how teenagers do that, but yeah, good stuff. So Ted is a, Ted is a friend. Ted is a mentor. Ted is a colleague and uh, Ted is part of our inner circle, but most importantly, he is a certified member of the John Maxwell leadership team. So uh, I was, you know, looking at these last five or six sessions, and so I'm going to ask other members of the Maxwell Leadership Team to come in and co-host and lead with me. And and Ted went through the 21 Laws last year uh, with us. We did it with a group of principals, just like we're doing now. So Ted, thanks so much. And uh, what do you want the group to know about you? What's maybe the most important thing? I got a bunch of things on my list, but what do you what do you want them to know most about you? Well, I you know one of the things, and thanks Tom for the introduction. One of the things I definitely wanted to say, especially to Monica. Um, is this is probably my fourth or fifth time going through the book because mm-hmm. I I went through it with you last year, Tom. I reread it again. I got I got another edition. I got the workbook here. I can't see because my screen's blurry, yeah, but I got the workbook. And then um, then I'm going through this with my admin team as well. And every time I go through, something different pops up. Yeah, you know, something different pops up to say, "Hey, remember me? Remember what? Remember what I what I said?" And um, I think that the biggest thing that I want people to know um, about me and my journey, especially with the with the two with the two laws that we're looking at tonight, is you have got to empower others. I mean, if you want to have any semblance of sanity, if you want to have any semblance of organization, if you want to have if you want to get anything done, if you want to get to that picture that you're building, you know, the law of empowerment is is just crucial mm-hmm. in that. Where because you cannot do it alone, you shouldn't be expected to do it alone. And, you know, as we all know, uh, being being private and charter um, principals and employees and um, and change makers there, are you run into things you never would have expected 
that you that you would see. And so you've got to figure out, you got to look around the team and you got to say, well, who else can do this? Because this is, you know, this is my my limitation. My lid is a barrier to our success in this. So the only way to get past that is to is to find and be coaching and be equipping those on your team to make sure that that you're able to move forward. Yeah, I love that. And and so Ted is the head of a, of a very successful K to eight public charter school uh, in in Pisca Falls or Pisca Falls. In Pisca Falls, but it's right outside of Brevard. It's right outside Brevard. It is a beautiful place. And uh, Ted said, uh, "How did you describe it? You, you said it was a picture, but you said it was it's like a Hallmark movie. A Hallmark movie. So if you <laughs> haven't been out there, it, it really is. is. The mountains of North Carolina are absolutely gorgeous. So we're gonna." Have, I was just telling Ted, we're going to have 37 school leaders at his school come and see. Awesome. Uh, we're going to celebrate the law of the picture at uh, Ted's <clears> school. So it's something we do every quarter as we do a principal's consortium, school leader consortium, because I've actually changed it to anybody can come, teacher leaders or any other role, uh, not just principals, and just expand your vision and expand your picture. And 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 what I love about what Ted has done is he's fully applied these laws in his life and these principles in his life. Uh, Ted and I... Ted, you know, this is your second term with this school, right? I'm not right. sure how deep you want to get into it, but, you know, he was the head of the school. And then he he took a little, you know, uh, uh, Ted time, Ted, you know, Ted yes. and family time. Right? So he was living this empowered life and uh, traveling around the country with his boys, right? And your wife yes. and, and doing some really, really cool stuff. And then he came back and he goes, okay, I'll do it again. And, he, and yes. I'll tell you what, I'm pretty sure it's exploded this time, you know, compared to the last time, right? A lot of that that year away probably gave you some really good white space to reflect and think and how to do things differently and grow yourself. I think I think so. And, you know, Mallory will be my truth agent on here. Mallory and I, we work about <laughs> 10 feet apart from each other at the school. And, um, you know, Mallory is Mallory's the director of the front office. She's mm -hmm. the data manager. She, she keeps me straight. She makes sure that uh, everything's going well. And I think that I think that Mallory is just the epitome of empowerment mm -hmm. where, you know, each time that I need need something done, we work so closely together that Mallory knows exactly what I'm thinking. And I want to keep on giving her those leadership opportunities to to continue to build on them. And yeah, it's just it's super important. But no, that yes, this is my second time around um, finishing up two and a half years since I just got back. I was just talking to my board chair about that tonight. Uh, there, Tom, where I'm halfway, I'm halfway to how long I was there before. Wow. And I'm still, and there's only been one other director who's been at the school for longer than, uh, longer than more than two and a half years. So wow. me and one other person. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting ready to, to do another lap. So that's, that's a, that's a really good thing. And, um, and that time away just really gives you that perspective and looks at that picture and really helps out to to just uh, come back to these laws and just say, okay, you know, what do we need to do to what is most important? And I really think I, I'm a big believer in the law of empowerment. When I saw that this was one that I was going to be able to be a part of, I was was really excited about it because that belief in others, equipping others, coaching others, you know, giving them that opportunity. That's, I mean, that's education in a nutshell right there. Yep. Yeah, and just like Carrie and I got to talk about last week, we went really deep into the law of the inner circle. You know, the and and the time you invest in the people around you will give you the highest return on your leadership. Yes. And John starts the video by saying, "If you don't value people, you you're not going to be able to empower people. Right? Yeah. It's it's just it's just not going to happen." And it made me think about my my early days in 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 positional leadership. Uh, I only valued people who worked as hard as I did, right? It didn't take the time to really get to understand uh, the views and perspectives of other people. You know, I only valued probably certain, you know, you know, and I was very influenced by what other people said, you know, oh, that, you know, person's this or that's that, yeah. or, yeah, I mean, whatever it was, right? I was just very immature. And it's just so important. I just love what John, when he's talking about this law, that in order to empower them, you have to value them. He goes, I just, I just start with a 10 on their head. And, mm -hmm. and that's uh, if you bring that perspective in and just think that everybody's honestly trying their best and, you know, that's an easier way to empower. I mean, what do you think Ted about some of those pieces? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that, you know, to truly empower, um, if you are, if you are thinking that someone's not going to be able to do the job that you're giving them, you know, then, 
you haven't empowered them at all and you've just created a headache for yourself because you're just you're just constantly looking to see where they're going to get it wrong and how and why it is wrong and and such and um as we were talking about earlier i mean you've got to you got to equip them john talks about equipping them so you know there's that whole thing of bringing them beside you watching so that they can see how you're doing i remember on one of our inner circle calls tom where you were talking to a school leader who had just brought in uh someone as their second in command mm, and you right. were saying hey they've got to spend 90 percent of the time with you so that you're confident that when you're not around, they're thinking like you. They're they're trying to figure out, they're trying to solve that problem. You know, how would how would you do this? How would how would you think about that? So absolutely. If you don't if you don't trust and believe in the people that that you've got, I mean, you're dead in the water because that empowerment's gonna cause you nothing but sleepless nights. You're gonna be constantly worrying. And um and, and that's that's not a good place to be. You've got to believe in the people that you have and and uh, it might not get done exactly the way that you want it because you gave it away um, and you gave someone else that opportunity for leadership, but you got to believe in them to that uh, pursue that noble intent. Hey, everyone's going to go about this in the in the best way that they know how to do it based on where they are in their leadership. And then it's your job to step back in as the coach, as the uh, as the one who empowered them to say, hey, let's talk about that. What what do you think went well? What did you think went wrong? Um, what would you like to improve in the future? What's that future vision? That you got for this having build back for that um build back for that law of the picture just extremely important tom about yeah. uh definitely making sure that you you believe that they can do it cool well let's let's open it up everybody i'm going to try something uh did this did this poll come back so i just i just tried to put this poll did it show up on people's screen i'm not sure i've never done this before oh yeah <laughs> great so when it comes to empowerment what is the fear or concern that comes you know uh to you so go ahead and Click on what you think is the answer, either trusting others. Maybe you're 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 read too busy, or you think they're read too busy. Uh, they won't do it as well as I will, or you know maybe it's something else. So what? Go ahead and click on your answer. I think how does this work? I don't even know. Ted, how does this work? Does anybody know? I do not know. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to type one to see what happens here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, people. Are able people to just it. figured it out. It's working. Maybe maybe we can't do it because we're hosts. I don't know. There you go. It says for the people answered. All right. And so the answer that I got that I see is they're too busy. Either they are or I am. Oh, so yep. bad. Or they won't do it as well as I am. Right. So yep. that it goes right back to that uh, trust. So I would love to, you know, share the results. Let's see. Let's shoot back out. Did it come back out to everybody? I'm not sure how it works. <laughs> it, it's coming out for me. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, as you I'm watch, driving, I'm yeah, seeing you it. You watch the road. You I, I was going to say, Monica. You shouldn't be doing any of this. For Pete's sake, Monica. No, I love it. I love it. So yeah, so let's just open up. Yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting response, right? Either they, I think they're too busy, or I'm too busy. So we need to break that one out. So so mm -hmm. let's open it up. So let's let's hear what other folks have to say. Who wants to kind of talk about this law and and this you know poll response that one of the concern is being too busy. Go ahead, Carrie. I see you ready. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um... This is like, this is probably a weakness of mine is because I, I don't want to bother people if they're too busy. And so I love what you said earlier, though, like if I, whatever it was about, if I, um, uh, you need to let them, oh, anyway, I need to empower them, but I, I feel bad that I'm burdening them sometimes too much. And then sometimes I feel like I'm too busy. I don't have the time to sit down and teach them and, and coach them. And so I'm trying to get better about being intentional on quick meetings and um, but I still struggle sometimes with, gosh, they've got so much on their plate. I feel badly asking them to do more. So I need to get over that. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's true. Right. So, so I think one of the things is, and I love uh, Ted, Ted, you just said it so well earlier. I'm going to steal Ted's line here. He said, this is a leadership opportunity. That's what he told me. He said, you know, uh, Right. So I want to make sure Ted gets full credit. He said, I guess I'll explain it to this is a leadership opportunity. And I'm going to add on to what Ted was saying. Maybe, you know, so what I need you to do is I need you to go lead someone else. And I need you to take a task off of your plate. And I want you to go teach the next person how to do that. Because I got something really important that's right in your wheelhouse. It's right in your strength. And it's and I just love what Ted said. He said, it's a leadership opportunity. It's not I got something for you right? It's, he started off with the bigger picture. 
And that's, I believe in you. If you're saying mm -hmm. this is a leadership opportunity, I'm coming to you, right, Ted? I mean, talk talk more about how that came about. Is that something you always did or something that just came to you? Like, when did you start to say this is a leadership opportunity? You know, Tom, I might have stolen that for you, from you or from someone within the inner circle. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's also Ken Blanchard, and he talks about the the magic words, you know, hey, this, you know, the CEO, the, the, the leader is coming to you and saying, hey, I need your help. Mm -hmm. I need your help. And when we talk about believing in people, it's not enough just to believe in them. You got to make sure. I mean, here's where the law of the picture comes in, where you are coming in, you're coming to them and you are showing your belief in them by saying, hey, you are the perfect person for this. You know, and you're the perfect person for this because you're closer to it than I am. You have a better understanding of it than I am. And I really need your help on this. And I'm wondering if you could help me out. This is, you know, this is a great leadership opportunity for you. Because in that poll, if you come across as someone who's really busy, you know, here's the law of the picture. And uh, I'll, I'll skip back to the law. I'll jump forward to the law of the picture and then come back to empowerment. Tom and I were talking about this earlier. But if you, leadership is highly visible. And so how are you carrying yourself? You know, you might be busy in your mind, but if you're coming across as someone who is busy all the time and people can't come in and they can't talk to you, and then you go to someone and you say, hey, I need you to do this. Well, that might be coming across as I need you to do this because I don't have the time and I don't want to do it. You know, this is something that I just, I think is beneath me now. But if you, if you flip that and you come across as, hey, this is a great opportunity for you to do this thing that aligns with your goals, you know, believing in people and equipping them and knowing who to give it to means knowing your people. So you got to have that time to walk slowly in the hallways, feel that from Tom and, you know, from John, walk slowly through the crowd. Do you know your people? Are you having those little interactions with them where, you know, sometimes you got to find the right person for the job? And Mallory, I said, she's going to be my truth serum on this. You know, sometimes I'll come out of my office and I'll say, hey, listen, I need someone to do something who wants a fun a fun project because if it has anything to do with arts or creativity or writing something nicely, I am not the person. And you got to, so you got to ask them, you got to ask if they're able to do it. You know, are you able to do it? And then you've asked them. If, so now you don't worry if they're too busy, you've asked them. And so if they say yes, well, Hey, listen, they want in on this leadership opportunity because sometimes that's, that's that thing that really, that can really drive others. And, and so we want to make sure that um, you want to make sure that you, that you really put that out and you put that forward in terms of, Hey, I'm going to try and connect you to your goals. And here's a leadership opportunity for you with this. So if we, if we were to say anything else, Tom, and add anything else with the law of empowerment, you first got to know, you first got to know your people. You got to know what their goals are, what, where they're really strong. So that just like that idea of equipping, because Carrie, I, I completely agree. You might not have time to coach them all the way through it. Yeah. Instead, you got you got to just know, hey, I just am going to have faith and belief that you know how to do this. Because there are plenty of things that I don't know how to do that I got to give away to others. But I know that they can handle it because of their personalities, because of the disc assessment, because of, you know, whatever it is. They're working genius, all these different types of things that we do at the school to figure out, hey, who's strong at these at these different things? Yeah, I have, I have oh, a go. question. Um, so her. I have a person who was a teacher and she's now come in the office and she's amazing and talented, but I've seen her um, like over the last year, just get got to the point where she's like a clock in clock out person. Like, I don't know what happened. And so that's where I, I, I want to empower her. She's, she could be a leader. She could take on a lot more. So just recently I went in and asked her like, Hey, I need you to help with this. And she kind of looks at me and she's willing to do it, but it's, it's not, you know, like I could say like, I want, I, I believe in you and, and, and I want to give you this opportunity to lead. I don't think she wants to, like, I've lost somehow her motivation. What do you do with somebody like that? Who you know is talented, but um, I don't know what happened. I'm sad that I'm like losing her a little bit. I think. Sure. sure. And Tom, do you want to start? No, you go. This is your okay. show, buddy. So, you know, it goes back to sometimes it's that Ron, that Ron Clark idea, right? You got to get the right people on the bus. And then you got to get them in the right seat. And, but you also got to remember, you know, we can't all be running the bus. We can't all be driving the bus. We can't all, be, sometimes we just, we just got to ride on the bus. And I've got, I've got someone like that in, in my building right now where, hey, they are a leader. They are a budding star. 
but I know them. And I know also through, through one-on-one conversations, they got a lot going on in their life right now. They just can't take it on right now. And so that's fine. Um, because I've asked them, Hey, can you do this? Are you willing, are you open to this? How's it going? And then coming back to them and seeing, you know, how is it going? Um, and so, and, th- and that's fine. We all, we're all at different stages in our life. And sometimes you got things that are going on outside. So my first question back to you, Carrie, would be, well, how often do you have a one-on-one with this person? That is such a great question. I used to much more often and I haven't really, she's, she's now sharing an office with my assistant principal. So I just assume that they're in conversation, but you're right. That's, I've not taken the time to see what's going on with her and if she's lost her spark for a school or yeah, or something personally. And yeah, that's a great, great question. Or yeah, when, so, yeah, I would or, just I'd start there. Yeah. Or when's the last time you asked her to do something? Just recently. And I feel like she's like, mm. yeah, I, yeah, I can try. So, you mm. know, not like, sure. <laughs> tell me more. Just, she used to have a very different attitude. And like, just right now, before we start this meeting, she's, you know, contracted to be here to a little bit lo- longer than she's out of here. And like, okay. Yeah. It could also be, I I think Ted was talking about this is, Hey, I happen to notice. Mm -hmm. I happen to notice, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to just, is everything okay? You know, and I wouldn't mention the clock in the clock. I would just really, you know, focus on the person. Well, and Tom, I can't remember who it was in a live to lead um, a couple of years ago, but you know, carry those one-on-ones. They don't need to be anything anything big it's you know it's 15 minutes and it's the first question is how are you mm-hmm. second question is no really how are you you know yeah. how are you doing and i saw tom shared a shared a link to the dispatch and i'll um certainly shoot me an email if you're interested in it um in one of the first editions that i put out when i was traveling with my family i was listening to a podcast and, and they said the two most powerful things that they that they learned how to ask that this leader learned how to ask were what are you working on? How can I help you? You know, what, what do you work? I mean, that's the, that is the, that is what we do in our 15 minute one-on-ones. Um, I, I meet with everybody on my admin team uh, for about 15 minutes each day and just, or 15 minutes each week. And just, what are you working on? Okay. How's that going? How can I help you? All right. Last week we talked about this. How's that going? You know, how can I help you there? And it just opens the door. It just opens the door to have those conversations and just really being intentional. So um, that's about, the advice that I would give. Yeah, and you talked about a folder system or something. Can you can, can you share that at a high level? Just you know, yes. how you do it? Yes, so what I do is, um, uh, you know, of course you can use like Gmail tasks and stuff like that, but I also have just some folders right behind me with um, folks such as, all my, all the other admins. So Dean of Students, Director of um, EC Programming, Instructional Coach, um, and then my Business Manager, and then also my Director of Facilities, uh, Buildings and Grounds Manager, because these are all tasks that, these are all, these are all things that I, I'm certainly not the best person to handle. And so whenever I'm going through and I'm writing down something, or if I have that squirrel moment where I got to write, you know, I got note cards and pads of paper all over my, all over my desk and um, constantly carrying things with me like that. And so when I get back to my office and I, and I have a time to go through them, I just rip them out and I put them in that folder. And so that if it's something that I got to talk to my business manager about during our, during our weekly meeting, Hey, this is a time to talk to, talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this is a time to talk with my Dean of students when I got some in that folder during that, during that one-on-one time. And then we also at the school, we also have, um, strategic operational meetings where, uh, you know, Mallory's a part of those where it's our front office meeting. Uh, we actually started calling it, started calling it operational leadership because Mallory and I are the only two who are in the front office who are a part of that meeting. And so it's, it, but just the camaraderie that's built in there just to find out how things are going. And we usually start off with some fun stuff, with some gratitude stuff. Um, and then, and then we just dive into, okay, here's what's happening this week. And everyone in that room is on an even on an even playing field. That's the SRO, that's myself, that's Mallory, that's our buildings and grounds manager, that's our athletic director, that's our dean of students. And we're just talking about, all right, we got this event coming up. What do we need to think about? How do we need to go through it? And Carrie, the last thing that I'll I'll say is, you know, that believing in others 
it can't just be something that you say to them. It's got to be something that you show, you know, where we, we have someone who's in that front office meeting where I'm definitely a big picture. And I'm def- I am very comfortable in discomfort. So I'm like, well, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, and, and this other team member, he is not comfortable in, in discomfort. He wants to know exactly how things are going and, you know, where that could be something that would put us at, at odds. I say all the time, I love that you were thinking through those details because that is not something that I'm good at. You know, that's not something, I wouldn't say it's not something I'm good at. I'm going to give myself a little credit there. It's not something I want to spend a lot of time doing because I've, you know, I like, I like being flexible and just figuring it. Hey, we'll, we'll just adjust as we go. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But he wants it all lined up, which makes things so much smoother on when, when the event is actually happening. And so, uh, so there's that, it's that idea of, am I publicly believing in you too? You know, am I showing that belief by showing that appreciation as well? Love to hear Mallory um, talk about it as on any of those. She might just be listening, cooking dinner, but um, <laughs> Mallory, anything, anything you want to say on that? I came home and rushed to cook dinner, but I'm actually <laughs> done. Um, so I was, um, Carrie, I just was curious as to how long has this employee been working? there yeah she was um she's probably been a teacher at our school for three years before that she was probably a teacher for eight years um and then we moved her into the office just a you know tosa in the office and um she we we've kind of so that was probably for two or three years three years maybe in the office and just and and so this year she mentioned to us in the summer she hates being in the front office it's she can't get any of her work done because it's so busy with you know people that come and interrupt um we have another gal in the front office though that also works with her so we moved her back in the office and she shares an office with my ap and kind of have slipped her into the role of like director of curriculum but not given her a title of that um but we have her overseen we you know she enjoys working with teachers and being in the classroom but i just feel like we've lost the heart of that and and like you know we need to model um leadership and I just I feel like I'm losing her somehow and she's just um she's just going through the motions she does the job just the bare minimum I mean not not great not bad just gets it done and checks off the list and then she's out of here so I don't know how to inspire her or like maybe there's something more going on in her life but she it's been it's been for a while where I just feel like this is just it's it's her job it's not her passion for us like a ministry it's like you know so I we've got amazing staff here that you know we we're a private school. We don't pay tremendous is what, what they should get, I think, but they but people's heart are so amazing here. And I feel like I've lost her, but yet she's, a, she's great. And I don't want to lose her. So I don't know. I, I, I can't say that I can really, I mean, I actually love my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the classroom to begin with. And, um, and it, it did become a point to where it was, you know, clock in and clock out. So I do understand that. Um, but I will say that um, having that encouragement, you know, that constant encouragement from admin um, on a regular kind of boost, kind of ignited the spark in me um, more. And I would say that, you know, Mr. Duncan, and you know, other admin team, they're really good about doing that. Um, even on our hard days, you know, I'm I'm in the front office, and so the interruptions can be overwhelming. Um, but you know, as I'm taught, I teach. You know, it's you know, I I can really get down with the the empowering others and valuing um, others. So it's. I mean, I really hate that your co- your coworkers feel in that way, but I can, you know, I would definitely start with the, um, you know, how can I assist? You know, what's too much on your plate? Um, yeah, I know Mr. Duncan, he does that a lot for us. So I'm very appreciative for that. And he, he also tells us, you know, you know what? It'll be here tomorrow, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I love as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, Mallory, I, or, uh, Thank you, Mallory. That was awesome. And, you know, Carrie, um, 
that there was an employee that I had and I had heard amazing things about this person and they were like the top math teacher at the school and it was coming out of COVID and there was a lot of challenges and their like behavior was just at times just really inappropriate. And I was transitioning out of the job because I had hired a new head of school and I was like, oh, God, I can't let the next person deal with this. So I just, you know, basically one day just I just wrote him up and I just said, I wrote him a, a long letter about if these types of behaviors continue, you won't be employed here anymore. Within 30 minutes, I got a message from his family that he was in rehab. Nobody knew, right? So that, I think that's just what I'll say. You don't know until you ask, right? So I would put the 10 as much as you can back on their head and just say, I've been feeling this and I'm sorry I didn't ask earlier, but are, are, it, it seems like you're not as happy as you used to be. Could be me. Here's a couple of things that I've just seen you do. Sounds like if you've taken a this personality profile, sounds like they might be even a um, like a C type, right? So they might not feel valued. I mean, there's lots of different things there, right? So just, I would just, like Ted said, how are you doing? What are you working on and how can I help? Those are the three questions to employee retention. That was uh, Chris Hogan uh, said that uh, we yes, heard that. Yes, that, that was yes. Yeah, and, and and just looking at this, you know, these these six pieces that John says in his talk, right? The empowerment process, believe in people, position them well. So I did hear you say they've had some transitions of their position. Maybe it's maybe they're not in the right spot, you know, um, right? Or or you know, maybe someone got a role that they wanted and you, you know, and you're not aware. You know, I don't know. Um, equip them, right? So as Ted was talking about, make sure you're taking the time to help them be better. And I know this is where I'm struggling right now is, is that time. I like what Ted's talking about the one-on-one -on -one time and, and making sure that I'm helping people prioritize their work better, not just, you know, complaining internally that they're not, you know, doing the work that I need them to do, right? I, I have to help them. They're not sure how to do it. Give them opportunity, coach them, empower them. I mean, all those pieces. And I think like just recently, I was just, because I can't remember whether or not John says you have to do these in order. They look like you have to do them in order. Uh, but I may have empowered maybe too fast, right? And those things happen sometimes that we, you know, empower someone and they're not prepared and then we judge the result, right? And so, right, that's all the result is. It's just a result. It's a result. It's not the result. It's not the best result that they can get. So go back at the beginning and take them through that five-step process that John talks about. First, you model it, then you, you know, collaborate with them, then you coach them, right? Then they have it on their own and then you teach them to go teach someone else, right? That's multiplying your leadership and basically working yourself out of the job. That's no, I, I love what you, I love what you just said there, Tom, with where it's a result is not the result. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, when we see that star, we can we can put too many things on them too quickly, and um, and that just you know that's I mean that's the that's the law of the lid right there where you are you're capping their leadership because you've given them too many things without really giving them that coaching and, and things. Not saying that that's something that you're doing, Carrie, but I did want to I wanted to skip ahead to page 169 in our book, the law of the picture. This might be a this might be a way to go about it too. And depending on your relationship with with this person, Carrie, you know, just having that conversation of, hey, I, I just don't see that spark. You know, is, is anything if you feel if you feel comfortable having that conversation. But on one sixty nine, this might be another way to go about it. Where sometimes when you have that person who you you know you don't know what the role is going to be, you you just know you need someone. And you, you know, you need someone to help you do the things that you need to do. And so on page 169, it talks about mission provides that purpose. Okay. My mission in hiring you for this per, for this role, the mission that I really see for this role is here. You know, tell me about your vision for this role. Tell me about the things that you really would like to see within it. And that's the, that's the great thing about our positions. You know, Tom always says this, and and Mallory will let you know that I I take that mile, I take that mile and a half, <laughs> where as charters and independent schools, we have you know we we take we are given a mile, but we sometimes take only an inch because we we're so defined by a box that we already are we're already thinking that 
well, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be this rule. The dean of students has to do this or the, you know, the, the so-and-so has to only touch these things. That's not true. Get everyone in the room. What do you like to do? What do you feel really comfortable with? Where do you feel you want some growth? And so finding out like, what is that vision? What do you see as the perfect pathway forward in this position? We can make all the assumptions in here that we want to, but until we have that clear picture that of what this person wants, and then that's that vision is going to help go on page 169, provide that strategy, provide that plan to figure out what it is um, that this person is really looking at. Uh, and so this is under the section making that picture come alive. But I think that this could be really, you know, this goes hand in hand with empowerment to just asking about, hey, what do you see as your purpose here? Here's what I saw as the purpose. What do you see as your purpose? Here's what I thought the picture was going to be. How do you? You know, what do you envision it being? One thing that we talk a lot about at Brevard Academy is, you know, at the end, uh, we evaluate almost every meeting really quickly. You know, hey, did this work for you? Anything that you want to see more of? Anything that you want to see less of? What's that future vision? And, you know, I love that. I love that saying of what's the future vision for this? What do you want to see happen in this? Not what didn't go well. Well, I don't care what didn't go well, you know, because we just won't do that again. Tell me what you want, what you want to see. Um, and tell me what's working well for you, because that it just changes the mindset immediately. Where rather than rather than looking for the cracks, rather than looking for the things that aren't going well, now all of a sudden, because you know I'm going to ask you at the end of the meeting, what's your future vision of these? Now you're starting to pick up on the things that are good. So, hey, in this position, what's your future vision of this position? What would you like to see happen in this? That's all good. If you like what you're hearing from Ted, sign up for his uh, Duncan Dispatch. Right? He's got his he's got his email address in there. He's got a lot of good stuff that comes out once a week. Some great content and material. So it, uh, back to Ted's original point: this law is so freaking important. <laughs> it, it's so important to embrace it and realize that I nothing worthwhile was ever achieved alone. I have to put my ego aside. I have to learn how to prioritize myself so then I can empower and delegate things. I get into a trap where I'm so, uh, I don't use the B word, I'm so occupied with stuff that it's sometimes too late. And then I'm like, oh, now it's a rush job on them. And my team, you know, they're very process oriented. They need to know all the information and all the details. And I'm like, I don't have the time to tell you all the details, right? I love you, Lauren and Emily. But, you know, so I'm trying to get better at, you know, uh, helping them through those processes. And because we don't spend much time together, we only probably spend maybe 20 minutes a day as a team. Uh, Cause they're in North Carolina, you know, and I'm here in Florida and they're running a lot of things virtually. And, and so like, it's a, it's a new, it's a new way of leading for me and I've got to get better at it and communicate the picture, right. Put them in their, um, in their growth areas. And, and if it's not, if the task is not in the growth area, I got to go find someone else to do it. You know, and it's not that I, don't have them anymore it's i just find other resources right i mean there's there's a lots of people out there that can help you um it doesn't matter what the um what the skill is but i do think it's number this number five in your workbook you know this question about who's someone who empowered you and how can you replicate it like man i just got an incredible list over like 25 years of people that put me in an opportunity where they didn't have to and mm -hmm. they and they saw something in me you know, before I saw it in myself, right? Because they were the first person to actually take that chance. And so if you haven't, uh, you know, written down some names, not only write down some names, but give them a call, give them a text, message them and tell them, right? Uh, what, how they've helped you, right? Or what they did to help you. And then think about your own team. Who could I do that for on my team, right? Who's that, who's that person that needs that, um, that, you know, belief, Right? And then I give them some of yours. Give them some of yours. I love it. Good work. All right. Anybody else for anything else for law of empowerment? Such a critical. I got so many notes on this one. Oh, yes. There was one more thing. Uh, Ted Ted gets to hear Mark Cole talk. 
as well. John's number two, right? Because when you speak, but he, the whole purpose of the Maxwell Leadership Organization, you know, their their motto is that we believe that everybody deserves to be led well. That's that's mm -hmm. what their mantra is. I'm not sure if it's on my, that's not on my thing. He talks about creating a culture of leadership. I heard Ted say that. He didn't say those exact words, but that's what he's trying to build, right? A culture of leadership. And I think by using that catchphrase that Ted said, this is a leadership opportunity and explaining that leadership is not a position, it's 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 influence and it's the ability to to help things be better. And that's what you're doing. You're creating a culture of leadership by empowering people and letting them in and being authentic and vulnerable and all those pieces that you got to do. That's good. Great job. Awesome work. All right. Law of the picture. Ted talked a lot about it. Um, so would love to hear from, from the, you know, folks in the zoom tonight, like what, what are some, what were some, you know, initial takeaways about this when John says there's two pictures that leaders want their people to see where are we going? That's tomorrow. And where are we right now? He always says that the leader's number one job is to define the current reality, but also cast vision. Uh, so, so, so I would love to hear from anybody. Uh, what were some of your takeaways? And is this a strength of yours? Is this something you've got to get better at? What, where are you in this with this law of picture? Look, I hadn't even read it, but I'm going to contribute to this part of it. Good. Um, You're living it right now. You're living it. I was standing in your law of the picture the other day. I was standing. <laughs> there was my my shoes, Ted, were filled with uh, with uh, dust. And I wasn't even paying attention. I was walking, listening. But I walked right through this pile of uh, what was it? It was just dust from drywall, drywall, drywall dust. dust. Oh, my gosh. My shoes were white, Ted. They were bright white. So, yeah. Tell us about your law of the picture, Monica. Go for it. So, um kind of going back to that law of empowerment going into this role last year I turned over um, some tasks to the principal too quickly without having full knowledge that she didn't have full knowledge and I made some assumptions that she did and so then I was disappointed at the outcome so this year what we've been working on because I'm I'm like Ted okay well it's not comfortable what do we do let's go let's go do that and she's very she's She's a very um, equally mixed green yellow. And so she's got to have the details. She, you know, if I say, okay, let's, and I'm just talking out loud, well, then she's got the action steps. And the next thing I know, it's executed. I'm like, well, we were just having a conversation about that. I didn't know that's where we were. So, anyway, with that said, learned that our outcomes were very different because in going through, the, the delegation or the release to complete, we did not have the same understanding of what needed to happen. Um, so so that that was the big piece. We, we had to just talk through what, when you do this task, what is your outcome? And I had to listen to her outcome to say, okay, does her outcome match mine? Mm -hmm. And so that's where, when we're talking about those pictures, looking at the big picture, I just needed to make sure, but I had to hear from her, not I had instead of what's worked well is instead of sharing my outcome, we've done the task. And I said, now what's your outcome? Because then I we can we can compare. Is the picture the same? Mm -hmm. so that's all. Yeah, that's great. It's all learning. It's all tuition, Monica. It's constant, constant tuition is what we're earning when we when those things happen. I love it. Good share. Who else wants to talk about law of the picture? I heard Ted say these words like multiple times in his first talk, right? Leadership is visual. Everybody's always watching. It's easier to teach what is right to do, whether to do what is right. I mean, right? This job's ridiculously hard because we're always always and i tell people in the zoom too it's like you better be careful because people are watching you in the zoom right you start shaking your head you start mm -hmm. you know doing these, and people see you they're oh, watching yeah. you body language is 55 percent of communication so you raise your level of leadership by raising your level of living and oh my gosh did i that like it's it's unbelievable 
I don't wish a lot of you knew me back in 2006-ish, <laughs> right? But if you would have known me then and saw my behaviors then as a human, you'd be like, there's no way I'm going to spend any time with Tom now. But it's so true. I mean, when I raised my level of living and started to live a true, empowered, you know, a life through higher power and 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 it's just everything, you know, honesty, right? Who would have thought that when you stop lying and having to remember all your lies, how easy your life would get? But it's 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 just really true. We got a lot of people out there that are really suffering and struggling that like to blame everybody else for their problems. And and I think when you live this law you can start to really help people uh, change, right? And if when you inspire others to be more and do more, you're a leader. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we're, we're in the field of leadership. Every classroom teacher is, is a leader in some way or another, right? Every custodian is a leader. Every front office person is a leader. Every principal is a leader. I mean, everybody's being watched. And this law of the picture, um, you know, people don't do what people say. They do what they see. And it's super important. I'm thinking about that, Tom, just with, um, you know, talking about that visibility. Mallory was talking about it earlier. Carrie, uh, perhaps your other employee was talking about it. And it, I mean, it's a burden. There's a burden when you're always there and you're always on. And, you know, and you don't have a door to close because, you are either in the front office or um, you are, like Tom said, you're the custodian. You're, you're always there. You are representing the school. You are representing the mission in every single interaction. And, and so knowing, making sure that people really understand how important that is um, and how, how that is leadership, because you're just out there visible. You are, you are a reflection of everything that, uh, everything that the leader wants to see in the, ha in the building happen. You know, one of the things that I, I constantly say to to others is, hey, everything that happens in this building, I've either directed it to happen or I'm allowing it to happen. You know, and I mean, that's that's the responsibility and the burden of it where, you know, you it's that you're creating that culture and you're not just creating it, but you're helping to mold it because other people are creating it, um, too. And so that that visibility of it, it's just it's constantly there. And I going back to what Monica said, I really like that idea, Monica really talking about like the vision of what do we want it to look like? And this goes also back to, back to empowerment where, you know, when you empower someone, but um, they're going to tackle the task differently than you are and how they get and how they get there might, might be totally different than how you would have gotten there, but let's not get worried in those details. Let's, let's worry about that end of, let's worry about that end result. Let's really talk about that. You know, let's talk about that picture. Let's talk about where we're going. We're here today. Where do we want to go? Okay, great. Let's let's get there. You know, and then you talk about that vision about what the plan is to get there and such. And then uh, then the other the other thing that I wanted to come back to with what Monica said with it is when you have someone who might be complaining. You know, okay, all right. I hear I hear that this is a struggle. Well, what would that look like if it was going well? Let's talk about what that would look like if it's going well. Let's come, let's come up with that plan, okay? What would it look like if it was going well and it was easy? All right, do that. <laughs> that's, Mallory will tell you, that's one of my favorite things to say. If it was easy, what would it look like? All right, well then, let's start doing that. Why are we, why are we putting all these roadblocks? We, you know, human beings, we tend to overcomplicate things. We tend to, we tend to think that it's the details that, that, really, that really are gonna drive that picture when it's, hey, how are we getting to that end picture? You know, and just like John was talking about in the law of empowerment, if you are giving the credit away, you don't care who gets the credit. You know, you are going to go, you are going to go far because all these other people are going to be contributing to that picture. And um, I truly believe that it's that mindset of just, of just shifting it to where, okay, if it's going really well, let's talk about, let's, let's draw out this picture going really well. Let's talk about that. And, and like Tom was saying, I think so many people need that right now. It's so easy to so easy to talk about what's what's going wrong. It's a lot harder to think about what's going right, recognizing it, building on it, figuring out, you know, where the next space is. And then I've always thought that if that's that's a hard task for teachers because we're constantly assessing. And what are we assessing? We're assessing what wasn't right. So you know, just this is a 
this is a great law to be thinking about for morale building, for um, just just moving forward with um, with with creating that better picture. Um, Vanessa, what you got there? I'd love to I'd love to hear what you were saying. Do we lose her? There she is. Well, she put some in the chat here. Maybe oh, did she? Oh, she's she, talk. she said she said it was a bit confused with this because ah. I model our school. So let's do whatever make us successful. If I would sweep the custodian, it's out. Yeah. So she's so wonder if they're seeing that it that she doesn't need me. Yeah. 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 You know what? I mean, it is a great point, and I think so. Yes, you're you're modeling that. Hey, I'm not I'm not too big of a position person to do any job, right? I'll clean toilets, I'll, you know, do what it takes. Right? That's that, you know, you know, modeling. It is true though that you can, and this is like this question number three, like what do you what do your people see in you that hurts them? Why do you think so? If you've read the book Multipliers, it's probably it might be a top three leadership book I've ever read. And it's by Liz Wiseman. And she talks about five actions that leaders do that multiply other people but she also talks about five things that leaders do that diminish people and sometimes we can outwork our people and we actually make them feel worse um or we 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 you know parachute and jump in and save them right and they don't really get a chance to work through it mm -hmm. so there are you know lots of things you can do to be diminishing and, you know, your actions will always kind of uh, lead that thought, right? It's not about how much you know, it's about how you make people feel. And I wrote myself a note that um, number for number three, I had to stop keeping score. I was keeping score a lot, you know, who was staying late, no one works hard as I do, no one's read as many books, no. And it still creeps into my head and I always have to say, if you haven't communicated that that's your expectation, then you need to stop, stop talking in your head. Right. Mm -hmm. If I, if I wanted you, know, it's kind of like Jennifer Aniston on, on office space, right? If, if you wanted me to have more than 37 pieces of flair, then tell me I'll have more than 37 pieces of flair. Right. But she was being held to an expectation that wasn't ever communicated. And so like when John Maxwell said to me, you gotta keep, you gotta stop keeping score. Oh man, did that really resonate? And I think, so that's one of the things, right? I mean, if you if you expect people to do these things, you have to ask them to be a part of it, right? And and be a part of this. But you can't just assume that they're going to just hop in. Now, some people will just hop in and do things, and that's great. Uh, but if don't, don't, don't think less of the people who don't just hop in. And don't think less of the people that uh, maybe aren't, maybe giving the effort that you are. Um, but encourage the effort that they are and um, tell them how much that you, Hey, I, I believe in you. Like Ted said, this is a leadership opportunity. I believe in you. I think you could do more here. I think you're selling yourself short. You know, what, what, you know, might that look like? So. Yeah. And also I, I was going to add on to that, um, Tom, where I think you said this and um, that fugitive was up there. I think it was Maine or Washington. I can't remember which one, but the share and there was that big manhunt. They lost him for a few days. I think it was Philadelphia. It was the guy who escaped from prison and the sheriff came on or the guy leading the, the guy leading the, um, the manhunt and right behind them during a press conference, there was a sign that said, nobody cares, work harder. You know, it was in, it was in like the operation room. And that's something that we have to have as leaders, you know, but that's not something that we can put out there because that's not taking care of people you know we've got to we've got to have as as leaders we do have to understand hey, you know everyone else is working hard and they're working hard on the vision that you have that you have set for them and just like tom said if you're keeping score nobody else cares you're the leader they're expecting that of you and so it's that dichotomy of leadership where you have to define the expectations but you also have to realize Hey, the expectations that are that are on you, hey, they're they're going to exist and they're going to be there. Other people have other people have put those on you. You can't you can't complain in that. 
That's why it's so great to have that inner circle. You know, going back to the law and the inner circle, that's that's the group that you can talk to and you can vent with and you can, you know, you can work through those items. But, you know, it, it, as leaders, we can't be keeping that score because nobody cares. We got to work harder. But then on the same thing, on that same on that same side, you can't unless you've defined that expectation, just like Tom said, your main thing is you got to take care of people. You got to make sure that, hey, what I what I'm doing is not what I expect everybody else to be doing. Because I expect you to be healthy, happy, you know, fulfilled with your family, those types of things. And so, you know, going back to that, um, and we are all very busy. I'm sure that we all got off work, uh, unless, Carrie, you're in California. So what is it right there? It's about 5 o'clock right now. So you probably are just ending. So I'm sure that after this call, you're going to send a couple of emails. You're going you're gonna to get a couple other tasks done before you go home to your family. Um, and Monica's driving. She's on, she's on the phone listening to this call. Mallory as well. Um, Vanessa as well, and it's late here in North Carolina, you know, but just be aware of that, where that law of the picture is also, if you're telling people, and I think that sometimes leaders do this, where they say, hey, listen, I want you to be happy. I want you to be, I want you to have time with your family. Okay, are we living that? And when our modern day right now with the idea that we're always on, you're just text message away, you're just a phone call away, you're just an email away. You know, one of the things that I deliberately do with the staff is I schedule my emails. My emails do not go out any later than five o'clock. Then do not hit your inbox any earlier than 8 a.m. And 8 a.m. is just the default in, in Google. And I've started to think, you know what? I don't want them to read this first thing in the morning. It's not that important. If it was that important, I'd walk down to the room first thing in the morning. I want them to read it at one o'clock in the afternoon, you know, when they got some time to think about it. So really making sure that, because uh, I worked for a principal who would send emails, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I'm thinking to myself, is she expecting me to be up doing this? You know, I'm not going to be doing that. You know, I, I, I got my stuff done. You know, I, I did, I did what I needed to do and or weekend emails. No way. They're all coming. Even I might write them on a Sunday. I might write them on a Saturday. I might write them on a Friday night, but you know, I don't, you send those out at a time when you want to make sure that, hey, I want to be protecting your time because that that one of the biggest ways to build trust with people so that they know that when you extend that belief to them, it's really trustworthy and they're going to believe it is, do you care about them? You know, do you care about them? And so now I'm even going to, I'm going to amend what I said. Nobody cares, care more, care harder. You know, nobody cares, care harder for your people. And I mean, that's a way to empower them. And uh, it's that old saying, and nobody, nobody's going to care what you wore or what you, what you, what you said or, or anything like that. It's how they, how you made them feel. And so, you know, how are we making them feel? Being, being really cognizant about those, about those interactions. One of my principal mentors, I asked her when I, when I became an assistant principal and I left the classroom and I became an assistant principal, I asked her, I said, do you, do you always realize that you're the principal when you're talking to, um, to talking to your staff members? And she said, no, I don't. But I always remember that my staff members know that I'm talking to them as the principal. I'm talking to them as the leader. And so, you know, there, that, that relationship, although you might not understand that change, there is that change where, Hey, someone's coming to you and I'm sure it's happened to all of us. You know, I asked someone to come into my office and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. You know, I'm going to the principal's office. My office is not a scared place, but um, you know, it's, we all have this, I, we all have this idea of what the boss is like or what the principal is like and what are the intentional steps or that we are destroying that picture so that we're building this other picture of this great place. Cause y'all are in this call. So I know that y'all want to be in, you want to create that, that incredible workspace where people just love coming to work and they're going to go through a wall for you. And they're going to go through a wall for the mission. They're going to go through the wall for others in the organization because you've created a place that, Hey, this is really fulfilling work that we're doing here. And it's really important work that we're doing here. The only way that we do that is if we, we can, if we just are constantly thinking about how are we caring for others? What's that picture of care that we're showing? That's so good, Ted. So good. And so true. So true. So I'm telling you, those those questions right there, two, three, and four, uh, you could ask people. What do your people see in you that helps them? Ask them, right? 
What are your people seeing you that hurts them? You could do an anonymous survey. I'll tell you what, you'll get lots of feedback there. Then you got to get some tough skin and and then and then and then ask people close to you, like, what, man, what does this look like? I didn't I didn't realize I was doing this. I didn't I didn't know I made people feel that way. And and um and then really start to work to eliminate a lot of the things that you know Ted said, if not all, just don't keep score. Be curious, right? Not combative see what's going on in their life and 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 just make sure first of all that you're carrying yourself at the highest level right um remember going back to law of inner circle and the law of magnetism you are who you attract so if you're not attracting really high quality people the first place you need to look is looking in the mirror right just you know making sure and uh and and yeah those those uncommunicated expectations are just thoughts right so so really clear about what these pieces are. So, so Ted, this was this has been awesome. Um, I, I'm just really appreciative of you that that you said yes. And and anytime that we need Ted, and he's going to help with all sorts of things. He's going to help with some of our board trainings, and and uh, we're just really excited to have him. He's he's probably one of the only people that have actually read part or all of my books. So I'm just even more excited about that because it's gonna it's gonna be. I just saw Ted. I'm going to send you a. Um, I'm going to, did I send you a PDF, a chapter of like, of like chapter one of like what it looks like? I can't remember. I think you did, but I don't have the, don't have the full book yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well no one does. Who knows? There's still probably eight, 8,000 spelling errors, but uh, yeah, we're still working on that. But yeah, so I, I, I'm going to shoot you over. They just sent me over some things today. So I'm really excited about that. And, and the fact that you most importantly is what I appreciate about you, Ted, is that you uh, consume, right? and absorb, reflect, and then you apply. And what I hear now is happening, not only are you applying, now you're helping your team apply because uh, you've got folks in the teacher leader program and, 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 and you've got other folks in the inner circle. So it's just so great. So thanks for being with us. Uh, I put a couple of links in. I'll make sure I share the link out. But Ted, they can just follow you direct. They can find you on LinkedIn, right? And they can follow right. you also on the Facebook. It's Ted Ted Duncan, right? And do you have like Correct. a Duncan Dispatch Facebook page? Yes, too? I, I will. I will. It's been a while since I've gotten that going, but I will definitely restart that up because this has been this has been just really enjoyable, Tom. And I mean, I, the thing I appreciate about Tom is, you know, that empowerment, that empowering leader. Where we were in Live to Lead the other day, and Ryan Lee gave this great um, this great talk, and he was talking about who got you in this room, mm. who got you in the room with the you know with the number one leadership guru number one leadership coach, number one leadership organization that I now have that stamp next to my name. Who got me in the room? Tom got me in the room. And so I, I texted him during that and I said, Tom, thank you for getting me in the room. You know, thanks for, thanks for allowing me to come on, come on this leadership journey because it's, it's an amazing journey and um, it, it leaks into every, every crevice of your life where it's not just in your, in your work life, but it's in your personal life. And, the more that you apply these ideas, the more that you reflect on them and absorb them, the more you just see it, those opportunities. So thank you, Tom. Yeah, I really no, appreciate you... it. So when Tom asked me to come, I'm going to be there. I'm going to go through the wall <laughs> for him because he got me in the room. Oh, you're welcome. He'll put me in a good spot. My pleasure. No, you always you always make me look good. So there you go. That's why I got you in there. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. So if you're interested, everybody, in joining the Maxwell Leadership Team, I mean, it's a... It's a lifelong opportunity of 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 a personal growth, and uh, and 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 the community. I mean, there's forty thousand, right? But I mean, I I've probably got like a few hundred that I've been that I've been masterminding with for almost nine years now. And it's just incredible, uh, just who you can meet across the globe and what they do. And they, you know, you know, we meet up everywhere and do all these pieces. We got to go to Paraguay and teach leadership with John Maxwell. That was just an incredible experience. So, uh, you know, reach out. I would love to talk to you about it if you're interested um, in, uh, you know, becoming a member. Ted, Ted, you said, yes, it was, it was about three years ago, right? You've been in it all about three years ago. Yeah. Yes. About, you know, three years. And what do you think is the most important thing personally or professionally that, that, that the, that the leadership um, that it, you know, that it's helped you. I think it really just, um, I think that it gave me the opportunity to see that, hey, there's leadership moments all over the place, you know, and it, as long as you are open to, you know, that apply, change, teach, 
hey, there are leadership opportunities everywhere. You just gotta, you just gotta look for them, and you just gotta, you gotta know the lens, how to look, look through with them. And, and then in terms of coaching, really just gives you that confidence of you do not need to know how to do it. You get because the person who is in the room, they know how to do it. You're just the one who's helping them to discover that within themselves because the answer's there. The answer is there, and you're just you're just helping them go through that process uh, of that self belief and. I mean, I love, I was so excited when I saw that this was the, that this was the, um, the law, Tom, because I, I truly believe in empowerment because, you know, I, I'm, as, as my son says, when he asked me what I do at work all day, cause he, he was there doing some, doing some bus cleaning one day. He said, what do you do? You just walk around and talk to people all day. Like, <laughs> what is your job? I said, yeah, that's my job. That that's what I do. I just walk around and talk to people. That's that that is my job. I just walk around. And I just talk about. Oh, okay. Let, let's hear about that problem. All right. Let's let's solve this together. You know. So it's really that that confidence in coaching and that confidence in leadership. So <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was thinking the same darn thing today. Me and Kim Mixon, we were standing out there just talking for like forty minutes, right? But we were talking about leadership and next steps. And I walked away. I go. I bet you people just watched us and said, those two oh, yeah. people do nothing. They just stand around and like look at things. But that's what principals do, right? We just stand that's around. And then we, and then we go, okay, well, let's let's try to get one thing done back in our office before we <laughs> hop back out. But that's leadership is your people, right? It, it, that's the work. It's the law of addition. Yes. You know, those are your people. So love it. Well, thanks so much, Ted. And if we can un, uh, unmute and give that Ted a I thank you for taking an hour away from his family and, you know, being with us as a family tonight. So now he's a friend of all of yours too. So thanks, well, thanks Ted, so much. Yep. So great. Thanks everybody. Can't, can't wait to see with you Monday. Yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah. Yes. we'll shoot some pictures. So love it. All right. Hey, Karen, where are you at real quickly? I grew up in Orange County. Uh, oh, I, Mission Viejo is where my school is. Well, there you go. Right. Well, my, well, my, it's on, it's on the consortium. It's on the consortium next year, Ted. That's we're going to yes. get her into the principal's consortium next year. We're going to come to Santa Rosa Beach, Florida, and then we're going to come to Mission Viejo, uh, California. So we're in. Love it. That's right. All in. Love it. <laughs> all, all right. in. And then we're going to shoot back out to Big Sky, Montana. Yes. Yes. Most but definitely. I, but I need to come too. I got to come with you guys too. I want to travel around. Yes. Yeah, you're in. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, in. you're in. All in. Yep, you're right. Yeah. And oh wait, and uh, Vanessa's in the Bahamas. So we so so we gotta shoot We're there. Coming. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we gotta get down there as well. So yeah, she's she's worked really hard just to get her book was like 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 you know, seven thousand like you know, custom things that we had to do. <laughs> and I was like, she's like, I'll just figure it out. And and here she is. She's constantly working hard and being there with us. So love it. And and Monica as well. Uh, and Monica is, I'm so excited for her because she'll be in her brand new 79,000 square foot. Talk about the law of the picture. She'll have a lot of walking to be looking around. And the first thing I said, this place has a lot of windows. So someone's going to have to clean all these windows and no, no one will be able to see. So be walking around with Windex. <laughs> That's right. All right. Love you all. And I'll see you guys. We're back next Thursday uh, with, Thanks. with another special guest. Uh, uh, Ted, I think uh, Jennifer is the next week. Uh, uh, oh, awesome. Uh, Killing from Piedmont. So, yeah. yeah you guys All right, love her. All right. Take care. Easy, everyone. Thanks. Bye. -bye. Bye.